welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Trevo. This is the Teen on a Mission podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining. Make sure to check out the previous episode of Season 3. Make sure to go check out Season 2. We have the entire book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. So today is going to be a little bit different of an episode. We're going to do a Q&A um, episode. I had a couple different people um, with different questions and basically, I'm going to do my best to answer in the best way possible. Um, we got some biblical questions and then also some personal questions. So we're going to do, let's see, because I got some really good ones. And then I got some ones I want to save to the end. i tell you what. We'll start off with this one. Um, what made you want to start the podcast? So, let's say we started in 2021. Um, during this time, we had just got out of COVID. Um, we were um, we were we were getting a new house at the time too. So there, they, we wanted to build on the same land. So they had to tear down our old house. We had to go live with uh, my mom's grandparents for a while. Um, and during that time, um, I was in a prayer group. I was really, really trying to draw closer to God. And I just felt like something on my heart, like saying, like, I just, I, well, I just need to start a podcast and just go from there. Cause I've, I, I'm a, at heart. I love to teach. I really, really love to teach. My voice is bad right now. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I love to teach. That's just something I love to do, whether I'm doing martial arts, whether I'm doing stuff like this, whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at, I love to teach. And one thing that I love to do as well is preach. And I see all these preachers, you know, they, they do this at their church and stuff. And, you know, I at the age I'm at right now and the money, I can't start a church right now. But I can Start a podcast, which is easy, free, you're good to go. Now, podcast in itself was definitely something that God was just like, all right, it's time to record. Because I was still trying to plan. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had a message planned. Um, and actually, I, I I don't even know what happened to it. It used to be on Apple, Apple Podcasts and stuff. But I looked one day, and literally the first episode and the second episode were the same. I don't know why, but, so, I had to figure that out one day, um, but I remember I was just sitting there, I was like, alright, I just felt God sent his time to record, record the episode, and do what I gotta do, um, and my love for teaching and ministry came in with my love for media, I love photography, I love videography, I love cinematography, um, I love doing this kind of stuff. And so I, combi- I, I combined my love for God and ministry and teaching with my love for media, photography, you know, social, like stuff like that, right? I combined all that together, and that's what a podcast basically is, right? Um, and, you know, I'll put, some, I'll put some links in the description for stuff I used to start out with. Um, I asked a friend of mine, I was like, because he does the podcast for our church, I was like, what are you, how do you start this stuff? And he's telling me about an app called Anchor. Um, that's what I've 
used since day one, and I'm probably going to use for a very long time because um, it's free, it's easy, it does everything for you. All you got to do is either you can either record it on the app or you can just, rec- like the way I do it is I record it on uh, GarageBand, which is an Apple app. I record on GarageBand, I have all my settings, and I just ship it as a file. Go to Anchor, pull up that file after I've done edited it on LumaFusion. Um, you know, put my intro, cut some things out, fix the lighting a little bit, just little, my, little minor stuff. Um, and then I'll put it, uh, upload it as first as a, like, just soundtrack. Put it on Anchor, upload it there, put your description, you're good to go. Right, and then for YouTube, just upload the video that you saved off LumaFusion, and there you go. Um, I really enjoy doing it. There's been plenty of times that it's messed up and it's not worked right, but God's been faithful through it all. So, but honestly, it's just I think God, God has laid on my heart, and I was like, all right, let's just go for it. Um, so let's go now to a more biblical question. How can I fight against temptations? That's a good one. So anything that we have been tempted with, Jesus has been as well. Jesus always prayed when temptation came. And you have to learn to pray and rely on God's strength, not your own. And James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. James 1.13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. Satan will always tempt you, just like with Jesus. He was tempted in the garden, right, when he was fasting. Um, I believe it was food and water uh, for 40 days and 40 nights, right? We know for sure it was food, but I'm not 100% sure on the water part. Um, But he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And Satan was after him, constantly tempting and constantly tempting to eat, to eat, to eat. And Satan would twist the scripture and use it in ways that it shouldn't be used and using it in ways that it didn't actually mean that. And the funny part was when he would use that, Jesus would be like, no, because this verse says this, and this verse says this. And then Satan would be like, okay, well, this verse says this. And Jesus like, well, this verse says this, and this verse says this. Get away from me. See, to, to, to overcome temptation, three things is you have to learn to pray. you got to learn to talk to people. And you also got to learn to ask for God's strength, which comes through prayer. But God's strength is what helps you get through temptation. It's not about, like, you know, um, it's not about fighting it yourself because you're not going to be able to overcome any kind of temptation by yourself, right? You have to have God's strength. Maybe, maybe you need to talk to somebody about it. Maybe you need them to help you and pray for you and be there for you when you're feeling that temptation. Maybe it's, you know, you just need to pray and just give it to God. Um, but the only way to overcome temptation is by talking to God and asking for His strength. So your three ways, talk to somebody. Pray to God and ask for His strength. That's the three main ways that I've learned to overcome temptation. I do. I still fall into temptation, absolutely, because we're sinners. But using those three steps helps. It really helps. It can really get you back where you're supposed to be. So let's go to another one. Um, Favorite type or style of music? 
um, hip hop and rap. That's I love hip hop and rap. That's kind of like I don't know. I I remember um, so I was listening to the very first real the very first real rap song I ever listened to was Not Today Satan by KB. Now that song, I, I was listening to it and I was like, wow. Like, I, I showed Mom's like, can I listen to this song? Because we, ne- we never listened to rap. That, that, I mean, we listened to like church clap, but that's like a OG. Like That's not really, I don't even, like it's rap, but it's, I don't know. It's not really my favorite, but but it was, it was Not Today Satan by KB. And I was like, Mom, can I listen to this? She's like, yeah, don't have anything bad in it. I was like, all right, I'll listen to it. <clears throat> then I got into, uh, oh, what was the song? It was about 116. Oh, Light Work. Light Work by 116. I heard that song. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Because at the time, like, I knew of some secular rap. Um, but I was like, There's, like, wow, Christian rap can do can do this? And so I, I found this playlist. I started listening to it. I found all, like, I was constantly listening to this playlist. I remember I was so inspired. I, like, I made my own little rap song. I have no clue where it went, but I made my own little rap song. Like, I just, I love rap. And then one day I was listening to that playlist, and I was listening to it on our Alexa. And I was like, as the song turned on, I was like, I like this song because it was, it was, like, good. And I was like, Alexa, what's this song? And when she said it, it was like Back in the Whip by Gavi. That's the way I heard it. Now, Gavi used to work for 116. I'm not going to get into him because find that out yourself. But Gavi used to work with 116. Used to be a Christian rapper for 116. And so I wrote that song down. I looked all on like the music platform and stuff trying to find it. But I couldn't find it for nothing. And so I finally I got discouraged. I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna play the entire playlist till I find that song." And I found it, and it was called "Back in the Wick" by Holby. Found that, and that song I literally still listen to. And I see I don't listen to the same songs for a long time. I'll listen to them for a couple months, and then I usually get rid of them on my playlist. But this song I've listened for like three years still. Like I've been, like I listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. Love and I love Hobie anyway, but that song specifically. So my favorite type and style of music is definitely hip hop and rap. Um, I I I'm I get inspired through music. I love music. Um, you know, like I like I really really love music. Um, so we'll go to a biblical question. What does it look like to live a holy life? So if you remember, um, if you were with me in season two, you remember we talked about how, um, I can't remember the exact verse right now. I know it's in 2 Timothy, maybe chapter three, but it said to flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, uh, purity, you know, faith, love, etc. right? To live a holy life is to see the fruit in your life. And fleeing the desires and the wicked, the wicked people of this world, the way they live, we're supposed to flee that and not be doing that. Seeing the fruit in your life, you're not following the same crowd, you're not watching the same movies, listening to the same music, following the same trends, you know, like, you know, and when it comes to movies as well, you know, we all have our own convictions, but let's also make sure our convictions aren't our opinions. 
like, I'm not convicted about this, and maybe you're not, I, I understand that, but the fact of the matter can be, is it your opinion, because you don't want to give something up, or is it really you're just not convicted by it? Like, maybe you're not convicted by, you know, a ton of cussing in a movie, right? But in reality, you just really like the movie. But now, but when you say, let's say your mindset is when you hear something repetitive, like cussing, you start cussing as well. Because usually whatever you hear, you tend to think and you tend to speak out. So we've all, I don't care how holy you you think you are, how spiritual you think you are. Every single one of us on this planet has slipped once or twice, okay? But it all goes back to, are you going to apologize for what you did? Or are you going to get back right and do better about it? But back to what we were talking about, seeing the fruit in your life, right? And watching movies that have, like, so I was talking about uh, consistently cussing. Um, so if you hear that over and over and over, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to start cussing, right? Oh, I'm not convicted by hearing that, but it makes you sin because you're listening to it. It's like the same with lust. If you see something sexual on a movie, it's going to make you think in a way you shouldn't be, and it's going to make you want to do things you shouldn't. So it shouldn't. maybe uh, I'd make sure that your conviction is not your opinion. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's see. This will be a pretty quick one. Favorite sport. I'm, that's hard, because I, like, my main two are basketball and football, that's my main two, but probably football, I keep up with that more, I like the Chiefs, I, I keep up with that more, um, um, my favorite team in football would be the Chiefs, and my favorite team, um, in basketball it had to be the Warriors, um, not a bandwagon, I promise. I just one day I got I for my birthday I asked for these shoes I saw, uh, these Under Armour shoes, and I got them. Mom's like, oh, I know why you wanted those shoes because Steph Curry. I had no clue who Steph Curry was. Looked him up, found him, and ever since then I've been following the Warriors. So I promise I didn't see him just win a championship, and I was like, all right, I want to pull for that team. Okay, and then the Chiefs started out as soon as Mahomes became drafted and joined the Chiefs. I was with the Chiefs since that's so that's been like three years, I think, somewhere around there. Two, three years, something like that. Um we'll go back to a biblical question. Ooh, I like this one. I was excited for this one. So is it true that God doesn't give us more than we can handle? Yes. God will not give us. More than we can handle. We see through all throughout Scripture that God only tests us and the people throughout Scripture to their limits. Not the limits we think we have, but the limits God knows we have because God knows us best. He created us. He knows us extremely well and He loves us. Think about it. So think about it like a test. You've been studying for and studying for, and now finally it's test day. All right, think about your think about your EOG. All right, we'll we'll go to the EOGs, right? You've been studying all year long. Now the EOGs coming up. Now the teacher throughout the entire year would talk to you, guide you, 
You know, if you got a good teacher, they'll talk to you and guide you through your class. If you got a good teacher. Um, <clears throat> but when your tests come up and your EOG come up, they're not right beside you telling them this. No, change this, change this, change it. No, that's that's you. Totally up to you. You write the answers you've been taught, and we'll see how well you study and how much you learn. And the teacher's not going to be right there guiding you through it. And that's the way I see these kind of things is God is like when we go through tests in life and when God gives us tests and puts us through trials, I'm being put through a trial myself right now that I feel like, God, I miss this so much and I don't know what, like, I don't know how I should feel about this, but I'm trusting you. Like last night, I, I was like, God, I miss this so much. But I know you have a better plan for me, so I'm just going to trust you. It's hard, Lord. It's hard, but I'm going to trust you. So let's say it's test time. You get up, you open it up. It looks intense, and it seems like you can't make it. Your teacher's not going to be there guiding you through it because you have had all the time in the world to study for the test. You should know and understand pretty much everything on that test. It's, I mean, it, it's only the things that you've been studying for and being prepared for. Same for God and the test he puts you through. God has brought us through other things, taught us new things, and all we have to do is do what he says and and uh, use what he's taught us, right? We've all been, if you're at my age or older, right, you've been put through multiple tests already. And they were smaller, but they gradually got bigger. Each test, you're going to learn something. Each test, you will learn something. And God wants you to take that and use that for a test later on in life. And the main thing is definitely trust. That's the main thing. Okay. So no, God will not give you more than you can handle. Because it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, And no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God has not only given us the trial Right, Satan does not only tempt us, but God gives us the way to escape it. And anything Jesus has been through, we've been through as well. Jesus was perfect. So there's a big difference between me and you and Jesus because Jesus was perfect. Okay, but he was put through all the same things as us. Through death, he's had death in his life. He cried. He's been put through temptations. He's been put through suffering like real persecution not like american style persecution where you get scolded on social media and now you think you're a martyr but social uh, social media martyr <laughs> okay um let's go back so we got we got one more personal question, so we'll just go ahead and finish out some of these ones, these more biblical questions. So we got one more biblical question, then we'll go back um, to another one. How would you describe the Christian walk? <clears throat> so I would 100% describe it as a battlefield. Because there, are, I mean, there are, there are many different ways of thinking about it. You know, because you got your marathon, you think about a battlefield, you think about a, a basketball game, a football game. You know, whatever. But before I move on, I'll, I'll, I'll read this verse um, in Galatians 16, 5, sorry, Galatians 5. Yep, 
In Galatians 5, 16 through 18, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature wants. These two forces are constantly fighting against each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So me personally, I tend to think of it more as a battlefield, just specifically because we have to constantly fight the devil, his demons. We know that we are fighting the flesh. We are fighting not rulers. Sorry, hang on. Not things of the flesh, right? But rulers, principalities, and the spiritual world. We're fighting the devil and his demons. We all have to join together to make an army. Because you can't win a battle or war without a team, squadron, leader, commander, which makes up an entire army. Because a lot of times as Christians, we want to do things ourselves. Just, I mean, like throughout all kinds of movies, you know, the person's always like, if you want to get something done right, do it yourself. Well, I guess sometimes maybe that works, but not all the time. And something um, Andy Minia says in one of his songs is, you know, if, basically if you want to go through life and get it done quick and, you know, have it done do it yourself. But if you want to have a blast, you want to have fun while you're doing it, you got to bring the homies. All right. Um, we as Christians, me specifically, because I, I, I am naturally a more independent person. I really don't need people to be around me all the time. I don't really constantly need, and I, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy being around people. I enjoy being with people. But that's not something that, like, if I don't have that, I'm going to, you know, feel like I'm, I don't know. I, I just don't constantly need people. I'm more of an independent type person. I can do something myself and get it done. What I've learned is that it's not really fun. It's more fun to do it with people. And, yeah, we may get in, like, arguments and, you know, not agree on every single subject. But at the same time, it's still more fun to do it with other people and join with people and help people because you get to see other people's lives be changed. And a war and a battle cannot be won by one person. Alright? Ulysses S. Grant did not have one person. It wasn't just him that went and fought in the Civil War. Right? It was everybody else. All kinds of extra people. And like that's the way I see it with like in Hollywood too. Like, you know, you got like your main actors in a movie, like people that are like, you know, get the the big names and the big money and star of the show and stuff. And the the extras, right? The people are like in the background, they may be at the marketplace, you know, I don't know, something like that. The extras, they don't really get they don't really get their names put up they don't get paid as much. But if you really think about it, they're one of the most important people in that set. Because if you just have the star, that's going to be a weird movie. Just one dude walking through, I don't know, walking through Walmart, walking through the grocery store. And then, you know, like, you you need those extra people to make it feel real, right? Extras are very, very important. And it's the same with, like, people behind the scenes that aren't on the shots, Right? And aren't on the scenes. Your your people behind the scenes that do stuff. You know, they may not get 
their names plastered up on a billboard with the movie right next to their name. But they're a big part of the movie. Every single person plays a role. And each role, whether it be smaller or bigger, is very, very important. That's the way it is in life. You may not have to, you, God may not have called you to start a podcast. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. That's up to God. But you still have, you, you have a purpose in life. Maybe you haven't found it yet. Maybe you haven't, you know, maybe God hasn't revealed it to you yet. Well, well, we all have a main purpose, which is to glorify God. But I'm saying, like, you know, what you're supposed to do with your life, that kind of purpose. You may not have found that yet. God may not have revealed that to you yet. He may not have opened the door for it yet. But God is still there, and God has a plan for you. You may not start a podcast. You may not start a church. You may, you may, I don't know, do something super simple like be a janitor. I know someone who's a janitor. I know someone that, um, you know, this guy, he's, he's a janitor, but he serves the Lord with all he's got. And that's his ministry. There are people that literally just go into Walmart and talk to people. There are people that literally just go into stores, go into just anywhere, and just go talk to people. And just bring them the love of Christ. And bring them Jesus. So I believe that is all the biblical questions. Just to make sure. Alright, so last question someone asked if I do martial arts. Yes, I do. Um, I've been doing it for 11 years now. Um, I started when I was about three and a half. Um, so I did karate, like Okinawan karate, for like, I don't know, like eight years, I think. Um, I never really liked karate. It was just. I thought it was really one of the only arts out there, so I just did it. So I, I like martial arts in general, but I liked Muay Thai, which is Thailand kickboxing, basically. Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is like kind of like wrestling, but like you learn how to like break wrists, break arms, like you know stuff like that. You learn how to lock joints and put people in certain positions where they can't move. Um, you know, certain stuff like that. Um, so, uh, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Balenciwak, which is my main art, that's what I'm most, um, known for doing, um, is Balenciwak, which is a Filipino art, which is stick fighting, um, I've been doing that since I was five, um, COA in that art, that means, uh, completion of art, there's seven levels, I'm a level six, level six is basically your black belt, um, and I've been able to teach that, teach many people, work with many people in it. It's one of my favorite, favorite arts. Um, I've done well over, I want to say I've done maybe about 10 arts, you know, not like committed to them, but I've done, you know, just trying out about 10 different arts. Um, but my top three would have to be Balintawak, um, Muay Thai, and probably Krav Maga, which is an Israeli art. Um, that one's actually a little bit more better known. Um, but a lot of things on YouTube aren't like the real Krav. Because um, you got your, like, your civilian Krav and you got your military type Krav. And your civilian Krav is more like you just kind of get the person off. But military Krav is like, alright, you ain't getting back up. Like You put your hands on me, you're done, you're not getting back up. Um, military Krav Maga is ugly. Alright. 
Um, but that's what they use in Israel. The IDF used that. Um, the Israeli Defense Forces. That's like your, that's your like top people. Um, kind of like kind of like the FBI, but like way better. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for eleven years. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I. I I know that God really worked in my heart through doing Balint to Walk. Um because part of my testimony is actually throughout um this little section of my life. So let's see, where should I start? We'll just keep it at I was I was 10 years old when I got my COA. That's your black belt in Balintawak, basically. Um, I was the youngest to ever do it. The The previous record, I believe, was 12. That's what I was told. I'm not 100% sure. But the previous record, I believe, was 12. I broke it at 10, so I broke it by two years. I broke the record of testing, just testing for it and completing the test. I had my own interview. I was on newspapers. I was, you know, going. I was... Um, Big hit on YouTube. I thought I was really something. And my pride just like shot up to the sky. But at the same time, I was dealing with insecurities because of who I came from. Um, my biological dad was um, addicted to pretty much anything and everything. Um, and so I thought I'm adopted. Um, I got adopted when I was three, I believe. Um, but... I had I had a lot of insecurities from coming out of that, knowing who and what I came from. I had a lot of insecurities from that, so my pride really drove into that, um, and my desire to be the best. And nobody else tell me I'm, and anybody tell me I'm not the best, it I hated it, because um, I wanted to be top dog in everything, and so um, that was back in 2018. Um, 2019, so the dojo I was previously at, I was top dog. I was very well known. You know, I was I was up there. Um, I'd earned my black belt, and I was just, I was up there. And uh, I remember um, 2020 hit. The dojo itself was kind of just falling apart because of COVID and stuff. And so finally we just left. I was going to this other place. They'd offered me to come other times, but I was like, all right, let's Mom and dad was like, I felt it's a good opportunity, so we took it, went there, learned so much more, um, was able to grow more, um, being able to train there, being able to teach there. <clears throat> but during COVID, God really, really worked on my heart and really changed me. <clears throat> Sorry, something stuck in my throat. Um, but I, I was really going into a time of just being like throughout 2020 God freed me from so many different things and I remember one thing specifically was the fact that I was really sneaking and doing things I shouldn't be you know listening to music watching things I shouldn't be you know <clears throat> and I, I would watch and listen to those to that music and watch you know stuff and I didn't have a conviction. 
I just was so addicted to it that I didn't care. Got 2020, I got caught um, and talked about it. And really from there, it's been a process of breaking it and getting out of it. Um, And I know that I really desired that stuff so much. But I was like, I want to be pure for my future spouse. I want to be somebody that is a real man. And this addiction is not to glorify God, so therefore it needs to be broken. Any kind of addiction, it doesn't even have to be pornography. It can be any kind of addiction. If it's not glorifying God, then it shouldn't be an addiction. You, like, you, 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 we never get addicted to the Bible. You notice that? We never get addicted to the Bible. We get addicted to every other thing, but we can't get addicted to the Bible. I've never met somebody who's addicted to the Bible. They may love reading it, but they're not necessarily addicted to it. I think that's interesting. Like you, you never like really think about it. Do you know anybody that's addicted to the Bible? I straight up admit I'm not. I'm not addicted to that Bible. It's sometimes it. I sometimes have to force myself to open that Bible just because I feel like maybe I'm just really tired or like devil just really trying to keep me from doing it. And like, but then I start reading. I'm like, wow. I'm glad I opened my Bible today. <laughs> Because you see so many things throughout Scripture, but you got to open your Bible. Tell a story. There was, um, we were at our, I think I might have told this story before. I don't remember. It's good to be remembered by it, though. But I was at um, our youth retreat at our church. And a uh, youth pastor stepped up there. And, you know, we were in the cafeteria, and he stepped up on the stage, talked to us. He was like, you know, there was this pastor Went to this woman's house. This woman had all kinds of like very expensive, like she had a very expensive china set. Um, and you know she had all these expensive spoons, cups, plates, forks, all that stuff. So she set all the fine stuff for the pastor. They came and ate and all that. And he leaves. And this woman, she finds she's she's missing a spoon. She's like, did that, did that pastor steal my spoon? Later on. Um, I don't remember the exact time frame, but later on in life, uh, we'll just say later on in life, um, the pastor comes back and they have another dinner and she's like, Pastor, did you, sp- did you steal my spoon? He was like, no, I put it in your Bible. And uh, we all start laughing, cutting up, <clears throat> but it's true. Sometimes I wonder what's hiding in that Bible. I wonder what's hiding in your Bible you've never seen before. And because we always try to like skip and like avoid the Bible and prayer and stuff like that. But I wonder sometimes what God has in store for us that we just don't see or don't care to see. That we just don't really care about. But guys, God has so much in store for you. But you still have to take that step. You still have to open your Bible and pray and talk to him. If I went and talked to one of my best friends and I just talked about nothing but myself, we wouldn't be best friends because I wouldn't know him. We wouldn't have a relationship, right? Me and this guy, we have a good relationship. 
because we've talked with each other, we've learned about each other, we have things in common with each other, um, and you know we're just really good friends. Me and his brother, we're we're like this. And you know it's not. I mean we didn't we didn't even know each other that long. It's maybe been like a year and a half, two years, but we just really bonded together and we we listened to each other. We built a relationship. And a good relationship doesn't take like 10 years to build. It just takes time and it takes that effort to say, hey, how are you doing? What can I pray for? How can, you know, like you have to learn about people. Same thing with God. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to tell you these things, but he's not going to force these things in your life either. Right. You have to take the step and you have to learn through that. Me personally, I really, 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 really enjoy reading Old Testament. To be honest, because Old Testament is at, is like really phenomenal. Um, like it's 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 really really phenomenal. Um, and because we're getting ready to do a episode soon um with uh then we're doing Habakkuk and Second Chronicles I believe um and I can't wait to record that one um but it's definitely going to be you have to decide so each you have to decide um I'm going to I'm going to take a couple steps back you you're going to have to decide am I going to read the word of God and see what he has in store for me. Or am I going to go to sleep? Or depending on when you do it. So if you like to do it at nighttime, right? That's what I like to do. I like to do it at nighttime. Because my mind's calmed down. I've got everything out of the way. That's when I do all my reading is at nighttime. Because I can actually focus. Can't do it in the morning because I'm too busy. Like, oh, I got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. I, I take time to pray. But just reading, I just... I, I just it's, it's very hard for me to do it. If I'm going to retain something, i got to do it at nighttime. So, say you do it at nighttime. Are you going to take that time and read and pray and see what God has in store for you that day and that night? Or are you going to go to sleep because you're tired or because you think you're tired? Um, but are you just going to go to sleep and ignore what could have been a bomb drop on you that night? Not every time, but God does drop bombs sometimes. Like He dropped, like I've, I've, I've had numerous times I've been reading scripture, and it's like boom, boom, boom. Like whoa, this is insane. But you got to open your Bible to see that kind of stuff, you know. And you can't just like rely on stuff like that. Um, oh wait, I just found one more question. This was actually asked a long time ago. I was going to make just an episode on it, but we're just going to throw it in this one. So somebody asked my opinions on Fortnite. I don't play it. I was never allowed to play it. I'm not allowed to play this kind of games. Um, But I do have some issues with it just because of like, I don't know. So, So when it first came out, I saw, I didn't watch the video, but I saw enough of it. I didn't watch the entire video, but I saw enough of it. 
But basically, this kid who did nothing but play Fortnite, he like he was, I guess he was really good at it. But that's all he did was play Fortnite. This kid took a gun, went out and shot kids in a school bus, shot up a whole school bus. And when he went into court, he said his reasons why was because he played Fortnite. So that was enough to make me not want to play it in the first place. But we know in Philippians it says now. You, I mean, you. Well, let me just say the verse. So it says, basically, it says, you know, if you're gonna, basically, in today's culture, if you're gonna watch anything, do anything, see anything, listen to anything, it should only be things that are pure, righteous, uplifting, and that glorify God. Basically, that's what the verse says. And you know, you can say, well, Trey, that's for anything, and yeah, you're right. So we'd have to give up a lot of things we watched because. Of the violence, because of language, because of scenes in it, because of um, really, really anything. All right, it can go anywhere, anyway. But Fortnite is just like, and it's got like in a like uh, I like like everybody I know that does it, they're so addicted to it. And like that's great, you know that you like the game. That's you know if you like the game, you like the game. Like I don't, that's a, that's your free will. But they're just so addicted to it, and I'm. It's like it's like an addictive kind of thing, you know. And I I have to watch out because if I get addicted to something like, because my dad was addicted, my not my dad, but my biological dad was addicted to all kinds of things. So I have that kind of like addictive tendency, and just because you had the um, what's it, what's the term, generational curse. Just because you had the generational curse of addiction does not mean you're going to be instantly addicted to alcohol, drugs, smoking, weed, stuff like that. But you can just be addicted to a game. You can be addicted to pornography. You can be addicted to work. You can be addicted to really anything. It doesn't really matter. You can be addicted to anything. Um, and so you have to watch out for that. Um, but back to Fortnite, like, my personal opinion on it, I'm just not going to play it. Because I see too many people that play it that, I don't know, it's just like, they're like addicted to it. Y'all got something in my eye and it hurts. <laughs> um, but I got, um, I just see they just addicted to it. It's just, I don't know, it's just, I, I can't do, I can't do something like that. Um, and I've seen, after seeing that kid, I was like, I'm not going to play that. But it's the same for Call of Duty. It's the same for all these other games, right? It don't matter what kind of game. And, you know, it just, I don't know. I just can't play it just because of the fact that it, I've heard too much about it and I see too many other people that play it. Um, but, yeah. <clears throat> That's really all the questions I have. Um, I can check and just make sure. Some of them are kind of small. I didn't get the chance to. I didn't like professionally make this. I just kind of had it organized just enough. Um, do one last one. Um, favorite hobby and side side time. Okay, favorite hobby. Um, that's a tough one because I got two main ones. One of them would be skating um on inlines i love skating not like um skateboarding but like skating with like um inlines um 
I love inlines. I love skating in itself. I love yo-yoing. Um, all throughout COVID, that's what I did was yo-yo. Like, that's what I did was yo-yo. And that's, that's pretty much what got me through COVID, to be honest, which is yo-yoing. Um, I actually uh, posted a little short um, a while back. Um, they had that. The camera didn't get it all that great. Um, I got to figure out how to make it look better. But um, that was just a little small combo put together. No, in and out of the finger spin. Um, then we can't forget about the fidget spinners, though. Cannot forget about the finger spins. About the finger spins. The finger spins. No, finger spin. No, fidget spinners. Oh my gosh, finger spins. Whatever. All right. <laughs> fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. So that was in like 2019 or something, I think. Yo, I remember. I I remember the very first time I saw one. So I was going to Sunday school. See this guy, he's like spinning this thing. I'm like, what is that? And I was like, what is that? He never answered me because he's kind of a jerk, but he uh, he's kind of ignored me and I, whatever, but. Yeah, home I was like, Mom, I saw this guy like spinning this thing. It looked really cool when she found it. It's called a fidget spinner. And uh not finger spinner, fidget spinner. Um, and I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, and then I see like so I did a Wanas. Some of y'all might not know what that is, but it was like basically a little curriculum. We went every Wednesday to our church and had like this little lesson. We had, you know, game time, we had all kinds of different stuff. And these kids would be like all of them had all these they were spinning, spinning, spinning. I didn't have one. Mom, can I please have one? No, 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 no. And eventually, in the mail shows a, a Batman fidget spinner. I spun that thing to death. I, I spun that thing and spun that thing and spun that thing. Well, then I asked for my birthday a penny fidget spinner. Like your one cent penny. And this thing was like very, very popular. And I had that thing. I, that was the best fidget spinner I ever had in my life. And I lost it one day. And still to this day, I'm not 100% sure. But I feel like I remember. So I had a, I had a little lunchbox because I'd be at that dojo for like four hours. I'd take the thing with me, you know, and I'd be going there because I'd do my class and I'd, do, I'd help. Uh, I was part of the leadership program. I'd help. And I had my lunchbox where I eat during lunchtime or dinner time, whatever. And uh, I'd always put it in a lunchbox. Mom, every night would always empty out, just throw everything in the trash. And I think one time she might have accidentally thrown it in there. Because the last time I ever saw it, I remember putting it in there. And I don't remember seeing it after that. To this day, I have no clue where it is. I've, I I literally took a day and just looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and never stopped looking. But I never found it. So, But Penny Fidget Spinner was definitely my favorite. The Batman one was pretty sick, too. I remember the ones that would like glow up. I, got, I, I had a... Um, my grandpa bought me a gold one. We went to this, um, I don't think it was really a thrift shop necessarily, but it was just like a corner shop or something. Went in there. It was my birthday, and you know I got this gold fidget spin that like, lit up and stuff. And I have it somewhere. It's broken, but it's somewhere in this house. Um, but I remember I like it would. you'd press the button. It would glow up. Each one had like glowing up stuff, and I'd spin it. And it'd make all these pretty patterns and stuff. It was so cool. Especially when it was dark and you'd spin it. I was so sick. 
Um, but can't forget about the fidget spinners too. Um, then yeah, but mainly during COVID was my yo-yos. Um, and I started skating. I've been doing it for like four years. Cause I started on a ten. So twenty eighteen. I I actually I I officially started on my birthday. I went. I was like, cause we hadn't been there in forever. I was like, mom, I want to go to the skating rink for my birthday. So we ain't been there in forever, like years. So we go there, and I just fall in love with it. I get my own <clears throat> pair of quads. But my dad used inlines. He skated when he was younger. He loved inlines. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to try inlines. I get them. I, I love inlines. Um, it's definitely not the most popular skate, but the fact that I can pull off the same tricks that the people on quads can do makes me feel good. So, uh, yeah, I love skating on those. A um, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I fell a lot. Um, I still have a scar right there to this day of a time that I fell and I rubbed my arm against the floor and I burn it. And I still, I mean, that was like three years ago. I still have it sitting right there. And it wasn't even that bad of a burn, but I still have it. It's crazy. But, man, y'all guys learned a lot about me today. I'm going to do some more of these one day. But, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this was kind of more, like, I relaxed a lot more during this one. I definitely was not as serious. I was getting something out of my eye, which I normally don't do when I'm on camera. But this was more kind of a, this is going to be totally unedited. All right, so you heard the finger spinner. It's going to be the next new big toy, finger spinner. Um, that's creepy though. Finger spinner. Uh, anyway, um, but thank you for tuning in. Share this out. Get it out there. Check out some previous episodes. Um, yeah, you know the drill. Scroll down, subscribe, hit the like button. Um, share this wherever you go. We'll make sure if you if you don't have time to watch it on youtube i got the links down in the description if you're watching on youtube right now but you don't have time i've got which if you already listened this far you obviously had time but just remember if you don't have time to watch youtube videos and you haven't found the way to get to the podcast go to the description and check out the links i got the link for google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and spotify you're gonna do is tap it and you're gonna be right there okay so also you should just be able to just type in anywhere "teens on a mission," um, and it'll it'll it's like the first thing that shows up. So it'd be pretty easy to find. Um, so yeah, I made it easier now. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can go into the search bar, no spacing, just put "at teen on mission." That sh- I should be one of the first channels to show up. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.